You're listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa de Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello, and welcome back to the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So fun fact, did you know that there are 3 million podcast shows on Apple Podcasts? 3 million. And you are here listening to me. So I wanted to just point that out and really say thank you. I love reading reviews, especially when they are brand new, because I appreciate you so very much. And the most recent review of the podcast is from Liz Negron, 61, who recently said, the Consulta Counselor series is very helpful and a great format. Thank you so much, Liz. It's so very appreciated. So of course, as I have mentioned in the past, podcast rates and reviews mean so much because I don't know about you, but whenever I go out to eat or to a place for a new service, I always check out their website and I always check out their reviews. It really helps people who are looking for new shows to listen to, and it helps them know if this is the right place for them. So again, your rates and reviews are truly appreciated. So before we get into today's topic, I wanted to let you know of two things. Last week, I shared a life and podcast update, which was pretty interesting as I shared more personal stuff along with where the podcast is now. So be sure to check that out if you'd like. I also wanted to let you know of some things that I'm currently working on that are open to really anybody on the planet. As I shared with you last week, I am the founder of a movement called Amiga Moms, which was created to empower the 21st century Latina mother through a supportive network and educational events with informative practices to become more mindful and patient moms. And even though it was founded with the Latina mom in mind, it's really for any mother who needs this type of service. This month, I am beginning to offer Amiga Mom support groups. They will be held virtually and in person, and it's open to anyone on the face of the planet. This support group provides mothers the opportunity to build community, to have discussions centered around a motherhood theme important to 21st century moms, and to engage in a guided meditation at the end of each gathering, which will hopefully refill your cup for or before the next one. Due to the Omicron rates in our area, though, we are just going to have a virtual one in the month of January, and that is going to take place on Monday, January 10th from 8.30 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're a mom who feels the need to gather and be supported by other like-minded moms, be sure to put your kids to bed and come join us um, on Monday evening. And you can visit freetobemindful.com slash Amiga Moms for more information. And don't worry, later on, you can simply swipe up on the show notes and you can get that link there. 
also beginning this week is the return of Mindfulness with People of Color, where we see you because we are you. I am one of the co-creators of this movement, and I'm excited to share that this month, we are actually starting a monthly membership at the affordable price of just $9. Yes, you heard that correctly, $9. And this will include weekly mindfulness educational videos, access to us through a weekly guided meditation, and that is live, an exclusive podcast created only for the Mindfulness with People of Color membership community, quarterly retreats, and so much more. I'll place that link in the show notes as well if you're interested in that information. So I know that when we're in the go, go, go mode, we really forget to kind of be present in our everyday lives. We may also become so inundated though with the everyday happenings that we may forget to focus on what is truly most important. So if you're listening to this during the time that it comes out, we are in the second week of January. And I wonder if you've taken the time to create goals for yourself for the year. Now, notice that I said goals instead of resolutions, which is something I covered back in episode two, which names the differences between wishes, goals, and resolutions, each of which are very different. I personally try not to get too caught up into the concept of resolutions, but at the start of each month, I definitely do look at the goals that I want to accomplish during that month and how I'm going to accomplish those goals and how that's going to help me to accomplish those, my long-term goals. So while you may not believe in making New Year's resolutions, I hope that you believe in making goals for yourself to help you become the best version of yourself. And engaging in mindfulness could be exactly what you need to help prepare to create the space you need in order to fully get a clear idea of what these goals are And then to be honest with yourself about the steps you need to take to achieve those goals. So how does one do this? I want to share two things that really help me achieve my goals. And with the first idea, I want you to just hear me out. Even if you do roll your eyes, (laughs) stay with me so that you can hear the full rationale to see if this can be something for you. All right. So if you really think about your past, think about how many times you've set up a goal and then a couple of days or weeks or months go by and you've totally forgotten that you've even set up a goal, right? And sometimes it may be not that you really forgot about it, but it's just that so much happens in our everyday life that we forget to place a priority on those goals and we push them to a side and sometimes we just don't get back to them. It's for this reason that I truly believe in the concept of vision boards. It's really important to understand that when creating vision boards, it's not just cutting some quotes and pictures and putting them on a poster board and calling it a day. There's a lot more that goes into it. It really is about being intentional of what is on the poster board when we create it or when we frame it and where it's going to be placed so that we can look at it each and every day. And not like a frame in your house where you kind of glance by it as you're walking by, but really look at it with intention each and every day. 
So I created one um, about 2018, I think it was, and I actually keep it still every day where I put my makeup, it's right behind it. And I look at it as I'm doing my face, so to speak. And it's a reminder of what I want. And in this case, it becomes a visual of what I want to achieve, what I have achieved and how I can continue to do so. Really having a vision board is a trigger that primes our brains in order to keep those goals, to keep those things in our minds throughout the day. And even to this day, it really makes me smile because although I created it four years ago, the images and the words that I placed on this vision board still hold as much importance, if not more, even to this very day. Now, four years ago, I definitely had professional goals, but four years ago, I wasn't thinking about the fact that maybe I would leave education. Four years ago, I wasn't thinking about being my own boss. I just wanted to be a boss in the sense of like, Beyonce or somebody. <laughs> and as I look back at the picture of my vision board, in the lower right-hand side, I can picture it in my mind, of the vision board, I have in huge letters, the boss. I also have words that say trending, believe in yourself, you're capable of amazing things, own your future, experience insight, take peace with you, and inspire and advance your practice and teaching. And again, I chose those words all these years ago with much intention, but when I think about where I am now, they have really led me exactly to this. And in case you're brand new to the podcast or still don't know too much about me, I just retired three weeks ago from 18 years of being an educator to be a full-time therapist and entrepreneur. So thinking back to those words that are on that vision board, it's truly uncanny. Now to simply create a vision board and to think that any of the images or words that you put on a piece of paper and look at it every day is going to just appear for you. Well, it doesn't quite work that way because if this was the case, I'd be living in the picture of the big Victorian house that is also on that same vision board. But having this visual is a trigger which reminds us every day that when we see it, and when we're constantly on the go, we're still being reminded of where our goals actually land, where they are. And in a world where we are constantly pulled in a gazillion distractions, when we just take a moment each and every morning to look at this trigger, we are reminded of what we consider to be the most important things and where we want to be. So I hope that that somehow landed with you. And here we go to the second strategy. So the second strategy is having a word of the year. And this is something that we can take mindful moments to reflect on day after day, month after month, in order to help us obtain and reach our goals. So I wanted to share with you a little personal story that kind of explains how my word has changed from year to year and where it's led me. 
So back in 2018 or so, I was still working on the 3,500 hours one needs in order to become a licensed professional counselor. And that's specifically to the state of New Jersey. Every state has their own different licensing rules. And of course, New Jersey has one of the most stringent ones. So working full-time as a school counselor and giving so many hours towards the journey of earning my full licensure also meant that those hours were not going to my family. And in January, 2019, the word that I chose for myself was hustle. And that was indeed what helps me achieve my goal. I had to hustle in order to make everything happen while still being a half decent wife and mom. And during that time here, I would just use that word to remind myself of what it is that I was doing and why it was important and that I needed to do this. I needed to hustle in order to reach this ultimate professional goal. At the start of 2020, if I'm being honest, I didn't even think about a new word because I was still in this strenuous journey that should have been completed before 2020. But because of these different licensing rules, they didn't count a bunch of hours. And I basically had to do nine additional months of hours, which was a bummer to put it lightly. Actually, I was just really pissed off. (laughs) I was not happy. So finally, um, after obtaining those hours way into 2020, um, and then having to wait an additional three months to hear back from the state licensing board because everything was super slow due to the pandemic, I had finally earned my full licensure. And what this meant was that I didn't have to pay for weekly supervision and was able to provide therapeutic services completely on my own. So at the start of 2021, as I had reflected back on everything that I had endured to get to that place, I decided that my word was going to be to celebrate. In this case, the word celebrate was important because it reminded me to slow down a bit and to be really be able to revel and appreciate the fruits of my labor for all those years. And while that was the goal in 2021, and while I did celebrate my successes, I was also super run down from working full-time and having my own business. And of course, with the aftermath of the pandemic and while actually still living in it, the need for mental health services was so high that I was actually working just as much as while I was earning those hours, with a difference that I was now working for myself and absolutely loved it, but was still super tired. And that was what led to the very difficult decision of choosing to close the chapter on my 18-year career in education because I simply could not continue working two full-time jobs while still not having or rather creating the space and time that my family needed from me, which leads us to 2022. After engaging in much mindful reflection, my word for this year is intentional. I am aiming and choosing to be intentional with my time so that I can create the spaces that I would like as a business owner and as a woman and as a whole meaning that I get to create the schedule that I want, which then extends to having the opportunity to create the time and space for those people and things that are important to me. Throughout this year, 
I am choosing to be intentional with spending more time with my son and my husband, my parents, and my family. I am also aiming to be more intentional of keeping in better contact with those people that I care for. And I am also choosing to be intentional with prioritizing myself and creating the time and space for self-care, which includes working out consistently and making time for relaxation as well. Through these two personal examples, I hope that you're able to see whether it is creating a vision board or having a word of the year, how it can help you obtain a personal or professional goal that you'd like to reach. Interestingly enough, in the vision board that I mentioned that I created in 2018, I had this cut out and I wish I could remember exactly where it came from because it speaks so loudly to me. It states, you renewed. It starts with you, not a new you, but the you who is a little bit stronger, who fears less and explores more. It starts by being more resourceful and renewing more resources, for in the end, it is you who matters most. Just knowing that something about these words caught my attention all of those years ago, and it still holds true to me all of these years later, well, I think it's more than just a coincidence. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, take a full inhale in through your nose and exhale fully through your nose. And I'd just like for you to take this moment and think back to the two strategies I shared. Think of which one spoke to you the most. Which one was more up your alley? And which one could you take the time to reflect on or to do? Perhaps your mind is going into maybe what your word should be or what your board should look like. And I'd just like to remind you that in this process, there is no right or wrong as long as you are being true to yourself. And just think what glorious stories you can tell at the end of this year or even a few years from now if you simply begin today. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free To Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.